This is the Three Preachers Podcast, featuring three preachers talking about life, church, and of course, the Word of God. And now, welcome to the Three Preachers Podcast. Welcome to the Three Preachers Podcast. We are back. Chris Jones is back. We're back to three. Yeah. And then there was we are we are whole again. We're here to ruin it, actually. <laughs> well, that's actually what you have a plan to destroy the podcast? No, I thought I thought it went really well without me and I thought Oh, oh gotcha. wow. Well we did have Why some comments that it was up? it was the best episode was last the, week. And I y'all actually said it was the best on the podcast. <laughs> we we yeah, we I was listening to as you we, said that. We were a we're little predictive. I took it to heart. Yeah. Just a little. Well, I'm glad you're back from the land of scholars. You've come back down oh, to yeah. the rest of us. Yeah, it was. How did it go? It went well. I met a lot of neat people. Um, got some great feedback on some research I've done, but just the the networks of meeting other Christian people, ministers, scholars that are having the same kinds of questions, and so we ate and talked and discussed a lot of a lot of issues I thought really important. So I came back heart and very encouraged and. Uh, then I had to come back from that to pick Allison up in Birmingham. Uh, she was there. Her mother had surgery, so she was there with her mother. So I had to come pick her up because she had a function in Nashville with Nations University. But uh, I got to listen to our church service, so it was really cool. Uh, the live stream. We had to be. I had to be back in Birmingham at twelve, so I had to drive. <laughs> yeah. So I'm singing, you know, hymns with you guys. And uh, David had an awesome sermon, by the way. There's no yeah. critique of the week because I have no critique for oh, you. Oh, we were not going to do the critique of the week. Okay, anyway, so. I see how this works. It's only when I preach, we have exactly. critique of the week. Skip it. When but there's I, been plenty of critique so far. So no, I thought it was a great sermon, and I, I would encourage people. David can't do this because this would sound kind of weird coming from him. <laughs> but I would encourage people that did not hear that sermon to go back and listen to it. Um, I loved can I just talk about this now? Is that okay? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay, it's not on the schedule, but... No, well, wait, we don't even have a schedule today, so go ahead. Okay, so I can just make it up as I go. I loved about the sermon is the way you took that theme of, you know, get up, turn around, and walk. And then you tied it to different stories, not just the prodigal, but I love the story of Emmaus. I never really thought about those guys. I mean, they went back. Um, they were dismayed. They were crushed. And then the risen cross changed everything. And they went back to Jerusalem. I thought, that's a really good way to tie all that together. You yeah. had several. Like, you took several Bible stories and you tied that theme together. I thought, man, that's really awesome. Uh, the whole sermon was very good. So it was a blessing. So I was blessed. I'm being encouraged, learning about forgiveness as I'm driving along, singing hymns. And so it was, it was an overall real positive experience. And Nations University does a lot of wonderful ministry. So we got to be a part of their benefit dinner. So... Uh, I did not stalk anyone like Bible scholars. I promise Allison I would not bother people uh, at the dinner, which I've done in the past, but we had a good time. But I, I was ready to get home. I really was. Were you learning about forgiveness as you were yelling at people on the interstate? <laughs> just, just. Okay, it's funny you said that because <laughs> going through Knoxville, I had a little bit of a meltdown. And as I was singing hymns, I was having a little bit of a meltdown well, it's not about a certain situation. And then I thought about how, how silly is this that, you know, I think James talks about that, you know, with the same mouth. I'm, mm-hmm. I actually wasn't cursing people, but I was thinking, not nice enough. thoughts, but he says, you know, don't curse people with the same mouth. You're praising God. And I was literally praising God <laughs> as I was thinking very angry thoughts about these drivers. But God's, God understands this, Knoxville. <laughs> it's, he, he allowed it. It's fine. 
Uh, any of our listeners in Knoxville, I humbly apologize. Yeah, that was <laughs> as if we have guy that was singing yeah. as he was driving. That was all me. twenty-seven of you that are listening. Not <laughs> of Knoxville, <laughs> Knoxvilleians. David, how's your week been? Terrible. Oh wow! Bringing that positive energy. I got a grade back today. I made a seventy-eight, and uh, there's no way I will ever recover from this. So. <laughs> what? what? Well, wow, that was so dramatic. I thought for a second I was sitting across the table from my wife. <laughs> Did he wow. use the word she nerd does, to refer to me last week? And then we're talking about belly yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, okay. nerd. Yeah. There's a time I think Show I was like there, I think I was eight or ten years old. You know, I was homeschooled <laughs> and eight or ten years old, and uh, <clears throat> I got a grade back. It was the first time I ever made a C. And I remember I just climbed up on my bunk bed and I just cried. <laughs> because I was so upset that I made a C. And my uh, outlook on life really hasn't changed mm. in the past 20 years. Like when I make a bad grade, I'm, I'm down the rest of the day. I've got a new nickname for Devin now. Precious Memories, because he's a fragile little baby. Yeah. So. That's what they, <laughs> that it totally uh, cool. explains so my just, outlook uh, on life right now. It really brought you up, didn't it, from yep. the depths of despair? Wow. David's usually pretty good about that. I am. I like am if you're I feeling am. bad, he usually ensures that you stay there. <laughs> Well, I've noticed the door between y'all has been closed recently. And for the people that don't know the uh, makeup of our office, like the actual layout of the office plan, there's a door that your offices join one another through this. You can you have a, a common door, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed, you know, in the past, that door's open a lot. A lot of fellowship and talking and sharing. I've noticed it's been closed. But so is that yeah. symbolic of your hearts? You're closed off to one another at this point? Or David just started sharing too much. <laughs> Just had to shut it. <laughs> you know, I laugh, but inside I'm really internalizing this and I'm thinking that he means it. So I'm actually offended right now. I'm not going to clarify. I'm not going to come back from it. I'm not going to add anything else to that. It's not my day for that. I made a 78. I'm not going to. I think I think because we have the retreat this weekend, he's decided to take a break from me because we're going to have plenty of enough of each other. That's overload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stacking up a little bit. Yeah, this weekend's going to be a big a big. Uh, Gonna be a great weekend. <laughs> I was about to say, what, what, what other positivity are you gonna bring? It's, it is. It's always stressful going into a, a retreat weekend where you're hoping everything's gonna go right, and you always get the last minute things happen. Yeah, David. <laughs> and you know, there's a lot about ministry we can never just truly openly divulge like we'd like to on a podcast but last minute things happen you would like to stay employed is what you're saying exactly okay. last minute things happen and it can be upsetting and uh you know there's a lot of behind the scenes people don't know that you guys have to do when it comes to these trips you take and, yeah and that's okay that's that comes with the job just like with any job so and then you get those these highs and lows and then uh it's all sorts of stuff but yeah that's been my i, I say it's my week that's my day that's been my day it's been a big. It's been a hard day. David, well, how's your week going? Well, I just got a phone call that left a voicemail, and then Jill texted me and said, "You might want to take a phone call." So you know how, like, on your voicemails, it gives you like the, the printout, like, right. you know, like this transcript. It says, I'll, "I'll leave names out, but hey, David, this is blank attorney's office. I'm calling in regards to blank. They are supposed to plea on April 25th. And I was calling to see if you were owed any restitution." <laughs> Huh. So I don't know how my week's going right now. I just got to say, calls you like, okay, what is this? Like, what about? does that even mean? What I don't okay. And I guess they called the office looking for me. So it's like Monopoly. Sounds you exciting. Get that card, you know, chance. You, know, you pull out the card, and it like the bank owes you some, something. Yeah, or like you owe the bank. Um, I need to find out be, if I'm owing something or yeah. <laughs> restitution. Some money coming your way. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
Well, uh, my week's been fine, I guess. I Your week's been yeah, fine? It may change here after we get done recording the podcast, but... So you guys got a lot going on. Then you got retreats. You got retreats going this weekend. Stuff. What else? Going we- to prison. <laughs> yeah. I might not be going on the retreat this weekend. Yeah, you might be. I might be might in jail. Be jail so. yeah. <laughs> what else we got going on at Westgate? Well, right now we've got this uh, Catch One Fifty Three effort that we're doing, and uh, we, we're encouraging our Sunday school classes. So if you're not in a Sunday school class, you may wonder what's that all about. We want to become more invitational as a church, where it's just natural where we invite people. I saw a cool thing on Facebook earlier today where our ladies from Westgate, they were eating at Cracker Barrel, and they invited someone that he said he's going to be here Sunday. So they're, they're cool. doing it. Um, I think That's Easter, really cool. we broke an attendance record. And so a lot of people are really trying and working on inviting people. But we just want you to invite one person. That's where the, the one comes from. Uh, invite uh, one person that, you know, friend, neighbor, someone, colleague, and then, then you're praying for people also um, that need to, to hear about salvation. Uh, if you don't know people that need to be saved, then we would say pray that God will send somebody mm-hmm. your way. Um, one practice I learned from, y'all may remember, uh, Matt and Mary Virginia, uh, Mabry's that used to go to church here at Westgate, is they, they taught me this practice, and I think this is a really cool practice, is when you go eat somewhere, ask your, your waiter or waitress if you can pray with them or you can pray for them. Say, we're about to bless our food. What is a prayer request I could take from you? And you will learn about things that people are going through. I and mean, there's just opportunities mm-hmm. to always be others-oriented. And God will drop these people into your life. But also encourage and text people that have been missing from class. So if you know of some people, you look around your Sunday morning class or in the assembly, and you're like, hey, I haven't seen so-and-so in a few weeks. Um, maybe we reach out to them and text them and encourage them. Not, not in an accusatory manner like, <clears throat> hey, buddy, where have you been? But no, hey, we've missed you. We'd love to have you. Um, and I think that that's very powerful. So that, that's kind of the whole catch 153 is you know, we're trying to be invitational. We're trying to think about who's missing. And we're always open to these conversations about Jesus to people that need to hear the gospel. But uh, we also got something big coming up with you guys. Is it April 30th? Is that right? Yep. Yep. Let's get together in our Wiregrass Youth Connections. We're, we're combining the two. So let's get together is... Uh, like we've done in the past, where we all get together and we share a meal. Uh, well, I guess Westgate together is always look a little different, but it's going to be here at the building. We're going to be sharing a meal, going to be worshiping together. Uh, the only little difference will be is that it's also our area-wide devotional. So churches from Troy and Enterprise and any, anywhere, everyone between Panama City and all those spaces in between. Call out Dave Matthews. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, no, McLean. Space between. You know, oh, 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 I didn't know what you were talking about. Yes. No, I mean, that's my time period. Wow. I know that song, but I didn't catch the reference. I didn't Wait, so I had a reference that y'all didn't get. Rarely does that happen. You know, usually y'all have references. I don't. What's your favorite sure. Dave Matthews song? Then let's test you since we're going to go down this path. Well, that song is is the is the best song. The second best song would be uh, is it Crash Crashing? Dance marching, man. What are you talking about? Oh. Sounds terrible. It's a great song. Okay, so well, you went deep, deep cut right there. Let's get together in Wiregrass Youth Connection. So um, this is gonna be good. Jason Johnson is gonna be speaking. Which um, you know, if you don't feel closer to God after hearing from Jason, you're dead inside. Yeah, something is wrong with you. Something's wrong. So we're really excited about that. Um, worshiping together. I mean, it's, it's probably gonna be a pretty big turnout with not just our congregation, but the the youth groups of other churches being there too. So we're we're pumped about that. That's always um, a fun time.
Yep, yeah, big things. And then uh, we're doing something else, a digital outreach. What are, what are we doing here? We're trying something new, and it's going to kick off soon. It's a digital campaign, which is new territory for us, but we're going to start using digital technology to reach people uh, with the message of Christ, with what's going on here at Westgate. So in the coming weeks, you may start seeing ads on your phone when you go places. We'll do some things called geofencing. Uh, so you'll see ads and video clips about uh, the things we're doing here, the message of Jesus Christ. So something to be excited about. We're excited about this time, I think, at church. Uh, I think we've been here together, the three of us, for a while now. So we've kind of found our way as a staff. I think we've got stability right now on the church staff. Uh, we've got new new elders that have kind of meshed with the, the elders from before. And just we feel a lot of positive energy here. Uh, we've come out of COVID and we're navigating things well. And the Lord has blessed us so much at this this congregation. So what we want to be is outward focus with service and with and we're doing service not to expect anything in return, really, um, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, but also to get the message out that, that salvation in Jesus Christ. And we'd love for you to come here and, and grow with us at Westgate. So hopefully you'll see some of these things coming. And it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Anything to put some positivity out there? Anything to put you know yeah. a, a good message out there? Because goodness knows we, we need it right now. It's negative. Which kind of, I mean, and we're tying into the sermon series this month too, right? I mean, this is we kind are. of the push. We we had forgiveness this past Sunday. This Sunday is going to be uh, peace, yes. right? Which is going to be the passage that we're going to talk about here for the next, I don't know, what, six, seven, eight minutes. Uh, but Philippians chapter 4, the sermon's going to come from verses 4 through 12, right? Four through it 12? is. Yep. It is. You want me to read it? Or? I would love for you to read it. I'm going to read the New Living Translation, if that's all right with you guys. That's fine. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. Wow. That's challenging. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Do not be anxious about anything. And I'm preaching Sunday about peace, and I like peace. You ever do that? Are you anxious about preaching Sunday? I'm anxious (laughs) about preaching this sermon, and here's why. And y'all probably have felt this before. And I think this is good for people to hear that we struggle, too, as ministers. Like, we humbly are kind of on this path with everybody else, and I like peace sometimes, and I feel very uh, intimidated by this passage in some ways that we do— strive to, to learn to have peace but we struggle just like everybody else when life gets crazy and hmm. you know so much is going on in our own life we feel anxiety like everybody else and then i got to stand up there and preach this and so i guess what, what i'd be saying is i'm a humble traveler on this path of, of faith 
and maturation just like everybody else. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, you know, with with, with our uh, baby situation right now, that that induces a lot of anxiety in me, and you, know, you just hope that everything's going to work out. And that's part of part of worry is you don't um, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. So. I guess what I go back to, and right now I'm really trying to focus on it, is we had a, a framed little quote, and I think I brought this up before, that Kaylee kept in our house, and it was, um, it was, oh man, fidelity to the Word of God and not to an outcome. Hmm. And that's really, that's just always really hard. Um, um, and not that it's negative, you know, it's not a bad thing to experience the emotion of anxiety. It's not, you know, sometimes you can feel like you're a bad Christian because you're worrying about something, but that's not that's not the case. Like it's, if anything, you should just allow it to be that reminder of, um, you know, what are you focused on right now? What, what you know, what, what are you going to hold on to? Like it's, I don't know, does that make sense at all? Like not... I don't know. I, get, I think that's sometimes one of the things that need to be said is, hey, it's it's not a bad thing that you feel this way. It's not right. a bad thing that you have anxiety. Sometimes you might read this passage or you're going through something and someone says, well, God says, you know, don't be anxious. That's not exactly what's going on here. That's that's It's, hey, you're anxious, so re- remember to focus on that God is here. God is at hand. God is can produce these things and you have have faith in that. Um, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm thinking right now. There's nuance to the argument. What you're saying about not feeling intimidated is Paul says he had to learn. Mm. It is. It's not natural. Like our natural human condition, we come into the world kicking and screaming. So it's not peace and calm. Mm -hmm. It's to be anxious. So he says, I had to learn to do this. Mm -hmm. It's not. And I think we have to continue to reconvert our hearts every day. Yeah. Maybe. I think I've confused this passage. Don't worry about anything with uh, Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry. Be happy. Like it's, oh, so just you know, put it off and always be happy. But I think maybe Paul knew that we were going to worry because he gives you the 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 antidote here or the flip. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Mm-hmm. So the worry is going to be there. Right. And I'm I tell you, y'all talk about being anxious and worrying. And man, I have felt that the last uh, twelve months. Just like. With with the economy and all this other mess going on, you know, I'm just like, man, how are we gonna? And I've lost sleep at night, and I just have to keep reminding myself over and over again. There's supposed to be this joy that surpasses that. This joy is supposed to carry me through this. I can't, I can't always be happy. You know, I'm not always gonna be happy. But the joy, and then you know, the fact that when he says, uh, give, uh, thank him for all he has done. I find joy in going back and remembering what has God done. You know throughout different trials and different things. You know, I think about when Grayson was born and she spent all that time in the hospital. Man, there was just so many ways I saw God at work. And even though that's been many years ago, and there's been times I thought he wasn't at work, I have to go back to that moment and remember the things that that happened so that I can remind myself, hey, he's been at work ever since. He didn't just stop in twenty, you know, 2009 and let me on my own. He's been going at it. He's been working this whole time. And so now when I'm right like laying in bed going, I don't know if I can sleep tonight or, you know, or I'm sitting in my office just like worried about whatever, fill in the blank. It's hey, God is still good. God is still faithful. God is still at work. Yeah. And I don't have to be happy, 
but I should have joy knowing that there is a God, and mm. it's thank goodness it's not me. Mm-hmm. I think you hit, hit exactly what Paul's getting at here with the thought that you didn't know the outcome. You have a sick child. I don't know how this is going to turn out. But at the same time, we trust God. And, and he says something here is weird. He says, you know, offer your su- supplication with thanksgiving. Mm. That's weird because what you would think would be you would you would come to God with supplication like these requests, prayer requests. God deliver me. He said to thank God as you're doing that. We would think, wait, I'm going to ask God for these things, and then if He delivers me and it turns out well, then I'll thank Him. Mm. But Paul's attitude is you're thanking God as you're, no matter what the outcome is going to be, God, I know you're who you are. I know how you love me. I know you have a plan. I know I can totally trust you. So I'm going to be thanking you even though I don't know how this is going to turn out. So mm. this may not turn out for the better. It may not, from a human perspective, it may turn from out your worse. But at the same time, I'm going to have thanksgiving as I make these requests. And that to me, when I read this passage, that stuck with me. Like, that is odd. Yeah. No, I think that's great. That's a great thing to pull out of that. Uh, there were a couple of points that stuck out to me. Just the, I really like the let your reasonableness or the word there could be like gentleness or your forbearance. Let it be known to everyone. And it and just like, you know, it's in the same breath. Lord's at hand. Hey, let everybody know this about you. Hey, God, God's about to come. Like there's. I don't know. There's like an urgency in being, uh, an urgency in not being anxious. <laughs> I don't know uh, that 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 de- that demeanor of ours is so important. And you know, in a world that like right now, like we're plagued with anxiety, we're plagued with thing things like this. Like it, it would be really, re- it's really, really important that that we are able to possess. A particular demeanor and a particular outlook like the benefits for us like we're gonna yeah definitely good for us to to feel this way and react this way to things but like the world needs some some direction and some example of how to handle it and it kind of gives you that urgency of, hey, okay well, i need to get a i need to get a grasp on this because people are looking to me like mm-hmm. i don't know and I, maybe that's undue pressure maybe that's the right amount of pressure but um I don't know. I see that in this text also. No, I don't think it's it's undue pressure because it's it's fact. Like that's that is our kind of our role is we're supposed to be different, right? I mean, aren't we supposed to act different and react different and treat people differently? And and so, man, if I'm just lost in my anxiety, which you know that word also has so many negative things with it, and people think of some, but but if I'm lost in my worry all the time, how in the world am I gonna you know, lead anyone out of that or mm-hmm. point anyone to, you know, Paul, when he talks about, I just feel like everything he writes is a hey, center on God. I mean, cause what's more, uh, what's more admirable or honorable or true or right or pure or lovely than God fix your things, fix your mind on, on God, things that are worthy of praise. God's worthy of our praise. And then he says, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. So practicing what we've learned is not, you know, we can't. We can just read our Bible and say, "Oh, that's good," but we got to practice it. So it's focus on God, live our lives, what we've learned, and that's how people are. We're going to end up leading people to Christ. Is not joining in with the worry or joining in with the. I don't know. This challenged me. You didn't put any pressure on me. You put on. 
you, you just reminded me, hey, this is what I'm called to do. And yeah. that's a heavy calling, but it's kind of what you sign up for, right? Yeah, and it just goes along with, yeah, what our life is about is meant to be a life of sacrifice. And I think one of the kind of the mantras that I hear when you hear about, you know, I don't know who you want to call them. They could be influencers. They could be actual psychologists, whoever is. There's just such an importance on focusing on you and focusing yeah. on your health that uh, it can it, – and I think that's important, but I think there's such a fine line between that and saying, you know what, I think I've got to lay down care for myself to ensure that I'm I'm other-directed yeah. at all times. And, I, and maybe that's kind of what this – let it be known to everyone is might be speaking to here in this context is that it's um, it might be really difficult to do that. It might be really difficult to lay down your needs and desires in this moment of just wanting to, you know, just revel in, in your own anxiety and, and thoughts and stuff. But I know I'm speaking to myself more than anything right now. So I hope no one thinks I'm, you know, talking about them i'm talking about me like it's it could be really easy to just revel in in what you're thinking and feeling but man there's 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 a chance here to glorify god and what you're going through by the way you're responding to it and, and for me it is it comes back to commitment i mean i was just struggling with this the other day because we're we're, we're uh, you know doing some training and stuff as a family uh for some things coming down for us and, and one of the questions in there was talking about parenting and uh it was like, have you ever just felt like you didn't want to go anymore? You didn't want to do this. And you know, like, you just kind of been down and, and really beat up by parenting. What is it that you did that you took care of yourself? Mm-hmm. And I answered, honestly, I was like, um, I watered a little bit and then I got back up and said, this is my commitment. This is what I've done. This is what I, I have to keep going for my children. Like I can't just quit. Mm. And I felt bad about that answer because, like you said, there's the idea of this self-care or, you know, focus on. But you know what? There's sometimes, as a parent, I, I don't have time to yeah. focus on self-care because they're my priority. Mm-hmm. One day they're going to be adults and they're going to be. And then, hey, then maybe I'll have some more time. But right now my commitment is them. And I just kind of think of what you were just saying is my commit. When I made that commitment to Christ, this is what I committed to. And yeah, self-care is important and focusing on ourselves is important. But sometimes it's just the case of, hey, I made this commitment. It's time to get up and and keep on keeping on. I had a mentor. That's all he ever told me was keep on keeping on. Every time he sent me a text or an email or something, he's passed on now. But he'd say, how you doing? And I was a young preacher, first church. So I had all the worries in the world on me and, you know, trying to fix everything and solve all the problems. And, and I would say, you know. I don't know how much longer I can do this. I don't know, you know. And he's like, well, you just started. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. That's how stressful it is. <laughs> and he would always say, just keep on keeping on. And I think that, to me, has carried me through a lot of things is you know, just get up. Get up and keep going because it's a commitment I made. Focus on what God is doing, not on what I'm doing. Don't try to focus on what I can do to fix this because, honestly, there's, there's probably not a lot I can do to fix this. But instead, focus on what God is doing because God's going to handle it in one way or the other. And I'm going to be fine. But... And and I know you've already pointed this out, but you know part of that is, I know it's, um, it can be really hard for someone dealing with a lot of anxiety, and you tell them, hey, just pray about it. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's, that's just the hardest thing to hear and the hardest thing to to feel like you've got to say. Um, 
and man, I, I really struggle with knowing how to respond to that because I, I get it. I've been, I've been there before, but I don't know. There's got to be that faith that that in that and expressing that worry and stuff that that peace does come and will come. And man, it's it's crazy too going through different things I've I've been through and praying about it and receiving peace in those situations you get to the next thing and there's still that doubt of oh man no this isn't going to fix anything this isn't going to bring about any peace i can tell you what not to say when someone is struggling with it yeah what's up uh just (laughs) just stop it (laughs) that's not not the best way uh, bob newhart bob newhart yeah Yeah, no stop it stop it uh because i've I've had to you know i don't say deal that sounds so negative but people that are close to me that have struggled with anxiety and like, like a medical anxiety, like had to take medicine for it. Like it's, which is, I think is a different beast than what we're necessarily talking about. Cause that, you know, that can get severe, but dealing with it. And I, I never, I didn't understand that. And so I was like, well, you know, they were like, I'm just feeling really anxious. And I literally said, well, just stop. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. So no, I can't (laughs) imagine that that went well for you. No, that was not good. Sound advice would not do that. Well, uh, I, I think through that that process too, that's what Paul can say in verse eleven. He's like, "Hey, I know you wanted to help me, you couldn't, but it's fine. I'm I'm just always content." Mm. <laughs> and you know, that's just like Which, way to brag, like a lot. Of, uh, <laughs> way to brag, Paul. Uh, wow, well, look content. at me, I'm Paul. I'm content in everything. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's like that's the that the, that's the place we need to be working towards is. Man, if I could say I was content in any situation, my life would be so much easier. Yeah. When you've got the unknown ahead of you and, you know, bad prognosis or just being content, that's wild to think about. That's where I want to get. That's where I am determined to get. How do you get there? On next week's podcast, we'll give you seven steps (laughs) to solve every problem you've ever had. You know, I just realized, man, we are a lot. uh, We're let's see, what's the best way to put this? We're a lot. We're a lot more low key this week. There hasn't been a whole lot of joking. Do we need to like end with me? I know. Oh yeah, you just brought yeah. We you start out with like awful. I can't look at grades before the (laughs) podcast. That's just will have to be my new practice. I, it's, it's honestly been a challenging week, so maybe it's also me. It is. And, yeah. yeah. It, there's been a lot going on. Yeah. So We love each other, though. We love God. And we love you as a listener. Yes. And we are content. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to him. Oh, okay. Content-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening this week. We hope you have a blessed week and you're looking for ways to bless you. Uh, and serve your neighbors this week. Peace and love.